I respectfully acknowledge the people of the Yugambeh language region, the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast is recorded, and pay my respects to their elders past and present and all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples here today. Hello, guys, and welcome to Miss Inclusivity, the podcast. My name is Bridget, your host, as you all know, and I am joined today by Kelly, but you guys may know her as Mrs. Howell. Welcome. Hi. Thank you for having me. No, that's okay. No worries at all. So today's topic, we are going to delve into what it's like to balance mum life and doing the teaching journey, balancing all those sorts of things. And Kelly is going to give us the ropes because she's got a lovely three-year-old. Is it three? He's three now? He just turned four in August. Four, a little four-year-old at home, and she is still doing her teaching degree and balancing it all out. She's an absolute queen. I could never do that. She's amazing. (laughs) But first thing that we need to do is, um, first question, what made you want to be a teacher? Uh, well, I was listening to your first episode and I was like, I am literally the same. Growing up, I wanted to be a pediatrician. Like that was my dream. I wanted to be a doctor, a pediatrician. And then I did a three-month exchange when I was 16 to Germany. And I was like, I love to study. And there's, I love to study. I love to travel. So yep. there's just no way that I can commit to like 10 plus years of uni. So I think after that, I was like, that's gone. I tried a whole bunch of things like nursing and it, I don't know, it just wasn't what I wanted to do. I actually, in 2011, I enrolled in a Bachelor of Education, yeah. but I was like fresh out of high school. So, you know, just turned 18. I started um, doing some courses and I was like, this is not what I thought teaching was going to be. You know, everything that iconic is Miss Honey. That's, you know, teaching, right? And I'm like doing all this stuff and I'm like, that's not what I thought education is going to be. So I didn't even finish the first trimester. I was like, nah, I don't want to be a teacher. Like, not for me. And then 10 years later, like the start of the pandemic, I'm in a job, an admin job that I hate. Yeah. And I have my son at this point and I'm just thinking, what am I doing with my life? Like, I don't want to just keep having these random jobs where, it's just to pay the money where I have no like fulfillment or getting like anything out of it. And at that point it was either going to be going back to like medicine, nursing or back to education. And I think having a son at this point, I'm like the lifestyle of a teacher is, is I think fits my life now and your, your life, your perspective on things change as well. So the one thing that I say to people all the time now is there's no way without this life experience, you know, I'm 30 now, I've got a four-year-old son, that I would be the teacher, that I would have been, you know, fresh 18. I know everything. Not saying that young teachers, you know, aren't yeah. great teachers also, but for me, there's no way I would be the same kind of teacher. So yeah, I think just seeing how he sees the world, I'm like, it's actually really cool. I think I could really get into education and, you yeah. know, I love having these chats and so yeah, no, that's a long story. About no, that's fine. To, to education. Love it. Yeah. I think that I feel as if like almost on every episode so far, we've spoken about like how most people just, I don't think I've actually spoken to one person that's come straight out of school and gone straight into teaching yeah. yet. I know there's a lot of people yeah. out there who do that, but I feel like, and it's no offense to them, but I feel like we have the upper hand 
of being slightly yeah. older, having life experience behind you and a bit more mature. Cause I think back to when I was exactly. like 21, I was not as mature as I yeah. am. Uh, not saying I am, but you know, <laughs> I've got the life experience behind me, you know, exactly. Um, exactly. what brought you to the teacher gram? Um, well, I think like everyone who joins a teacher program have no idea that this world even exists. I mean, I'm obsessed with social media anyway. I use Instagram and all the other stuff anyway. But then I was like following heaps of people and then I was posting heaps of stuff too. And then I just, yeah, I think I just started stumbling on, upon more teacher grams. And then I don't know, I, I mean, at this point, it's like two years ago. I feel like it was like, I don't know, there wasn't a lot of pre-service teachers. It was like a lot of, you know, graduate teachers or and stuff. So I, at first I was like, I don't really want to make an account because I'm not, I'm not in a school. So the yeah. content I have is wishy-washy. Sometimes I've got heaps. Sometimes I'm just so into uni that I'm like, oh, am I even like, is this space even for me? But I don't know, the last few, maybe even six months especially, the like pre-service teacher space and teacher is like, going off absolutely so, I feel yeah. like that too and I think just good. trying to yeah it's good that, keep like, it, keep it I like to, yeah exactly so yeah I just decided to create a new one because I like to have all of that in one space and then keep my personal stuff you know separate yeah yeah I feel you there absolutely same as yeah. like for me it's just you want to keep it all separate you don't want your, your friends probably yeah. don't want to see you know how you can yeah, exactly things. I'm just like, okay. yeah, they're over it. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> they're not guys. interested in my highlighters anymore. No, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> um, speaking of highlighters, what has been the highlight of your teaching career so far? Uh, well, I mean, it's hard to say because I've only actually been able to go on one prac, but yeah. last, my last prac was a, oh, I can't remember. I think it was three weeks, but it was a year five class. Yeah. I think just the, the prac as a whole it's so, I don't know, practice is so important because it like solidifies if this mm-hmm. is for you or this isn't for you. And I come from like a childcare background. I knew for sure I don't want to work in, in childcare anymore. It's like not, I think I've just outgrown it. But being in the year five class and like having the space to teach and plan and, you know, mm-hmm. teach my lessons, I just really felt like this is, this is for me. So that's been a highlight is, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad it was grade five too. I feel like my grade five practice. I was loved the best as well. it. Yeah. Yeah. I always like, I've always been drawn to upper primary, but yeah, I love that they already know the, the basics and you're just like building on it and you can really mm. delve into like the content and the concepts more. The it's banter. More yeah. I loved it. Yeah. I love it. The banter. The banter is great. I love yeah. it. <laughs> um, what has been one of the challenges of your teaching career so far and why? Well, naturally, a challenge is obviously being a mother. But outside of trying to balance that, I think the biggest challenge for me is like just uni. I don't know yeah. if it's just I'm not going to name Shane, but <laughs> like you know, I don't know if it's just I don't know if it's just my uni. I feel like as I don't know. I mean, I could talk about this for ages, so I don't want to get off topic. But I feel like it's so interesting that as educators you know who are educating us to become educators Mm -hmm. there's such a I don't know there's such a lack maybe it's just like the old school and like the new school kind of teaching that's coming in like Mm -hmm. I don't know the the challenge for me is is courses that I don't know that don't really equip you for actually being in a classroom yeah 
Yep. And there's so many things like, because yeah. I'm at the point end of my degree now, I should be finished this year that I'm getting to the end. And I'm just like, wow, there is so many things that they don't even touch on. Like, seriously, no, I think, it, I don't think it's just across the board to be honest, because we don't go to the same. Yeah. And I yeah, exactly. am just like, they don't even tell you about really about even parent interaction. I'm like, that's a massive thing. Yeah. Like they don't even set you up for, you know, what's to it. Like a parent interview, like a student parent interview. Like you just expect to know as a graduate teacher. Like this is why I feel it's important to have good people in your cohort at the school that you get. And God hope you do. But, yeah, wow, it's just there's so many gaps. And it's not just your uni, so don't don't worry about that. It's everybody's uni. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The closer Um, it gets to graduating, I keep saying I feel like the less I – I feel ready because I'm like, oh my God, there's, you just realize how much is involved. Maybe because the more practice you do too, the more you see yeah. how much is involved in it. But yeah. Yeah. That's the I definitely, you'll definitely come across that with more practice. See, I was stressed after my first one, but I did that one back in 2016 yeah. and then I deferred and came back. Yeah. And the one I did this year, I was like, nah, I'm ready for my own class. Even before, like literally up until the day before, I was like, no, I can't do this. And then I went into my prac and as soon as I was finished, I was like, can I just go and have my own classroom now? Because I had this mindset (laughs) that I was like, no, I'll just be a relief teacher for a bit, hey, and just get a feel of it. But now I'm like, no, as soon as I graduate, I want my own classroom. You'll get it. You'll get it with your second prac, I'm sure. (laughs) Um, All right. Now, if you could give yourself advice before you started your degree, what would it be and why? I mean, before, like when you came back to it, like as in when the pandemic, yeah, yeah. not in 2011, like when you came back to it. Yeah. Um, I think for my, the best advice I have is try your hardest. And if, if you're just passing, that's just okay. I have always been an overachiever. And I think because in every other academic setting, I have excelled. Mm-hmm. So for me, this is the first time mentally I've been, I mean, it's been so long since I've studied too. The first time that I've been like mentally challenged and, you know, I'm always like HD, HD, HD. That When I'm just passing, I'm like, wow, you suck. But I'm like learning that it's actually okay. And there's nothing wrong. You know, I'm not a fan, but, you know, please get degrees, but it's so true. At this point in my degree, (laughs) I'm like, I'm so here. I'm so stoked to just be passing. If I get a HD or like a high mark, that's awesome. But Yeah, I think just you're not always going to be, it's not always going to be good. Just accept that it, there's ebbs and flows and yep. it's not always, you know, going to be great. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Stick to it. <laughs> I 100% agree. Like I'm not going to say I get P's all the time, but, you know, P's literally do to get degrees. You just exactly. have to finish. There's not going to be, from yeah. my experience and from who I've spoken to, which there's been plenty, even like veteran teachers, graduate teachers, nobody looks at your GPA. Like, nobody's exactly. gonna be like, oh, she got on average credits the whole of her degree. There's no way we're going to pick her. They pick you based yeah. on how you are in the classroom and how you present yourself in an interview. Like, it's not yeah. the end of the world. I love that bit of advice. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah. All right, juicy question. How is balancing, how is it, balancing mum life and uni life? I'm intrigued because I've got, I've got no idea, doll. No idea. Um, okay. Well, full transparency. I feel like I want to create a new word for instead of balancing because it doesn't feel like there's, there's balance <laughs> at the start of the year. I get, yeah, I'm like, it's like this, <laughs> like this, but I mean, you can't see that if you're not watching the video, but it's like, 
at the start, I really struggled because I felt if if I was thriving at uni and I was like killing it, I really felt like my home life was suffering. And at that point, I went back into childcare and I was working. So it was like if I was doing okay in one area, I was doing really good in the other, and then the other one was suffering. Yeah. And then I felt like if I was doing really good in my home life and I was like, you know, doing really good with my son, then my uni was really suffering. So for me, how I've just learned to switch off and not feel guilty for switching off. So if I'm into uni, I just really dedicate intentional time then with my son, playing a game, reading a book, doing something that he wants to do where there's there's nothing else that I'm thinking of. I'm not on my own. I'm not you know, doing little bits of uni. I'm just completely on him. And then the same thing with uni. If I'm in uni, I can't feel guilty for putting in the hours to, you know, watch lectures or do assessments and stuff. Like just, I don't know, just trying to just give myself some grace. Don't feel guilty. It's temporary also. I think I just keep reminding myself is it's temporary. Yep. Uni is not forever, even though it's super hard right now. The the reward at the end is going to be so much greater than, you know, the bad times that I feel now. But, like, any mum will be able to tell you, no matter what you do, there's guilt. Mum guilt is so real. Yep. But I don't feel, you know, I don't feel bad. I set my weekends for my family time and I don't feel guilty. I don't touch uni. I don't think of uni and I just yep. deal with it on Monday. Yeah, you know, maybe that makes it a little bit harder sometimes for me, but I think just setting time that's specifically for uni, specifically for family, definitely helps to have, you know, a bit more balance. Yeah, I love that. So, yeah, you've basically found the balance from, you know, realising yeah. that you saw the struggles of like yeah. when you focused on one thing so much that you need to focus on something yeah. else. So then you needed to find that balance yeah. basically between the two. I love that. Um, do you think being a mum already and then like before going into your grad year, do you think that'll help you? And do you think you'll have the upper hand basically? And why or why not? Um, no, listen, I do. <laughs> I had this conversation with someone yeah, on my press yeah. and I felt bad. Like she was lovely. We got along so well. We've stayed really good friends. Yeah. Um, but she was, you know, she was young. She was fresh 19, no kids. And it's, it's not that I thought I'm going to be a better teacher than you, but there's something that comes with being a mum. I don't know. It's not, I don't know how to word it because it's not empathy because obviously people who don't have kids can be super empathetic and mm-hmm. compassionate, but I don't know. I, I'm used to like switching off here and dealing with this and mm-hmm. I, yeah, I don't know how to say it without sound like, without offending anyone because I totally obviously everyone can multitask or anything but there's just something that comes with yeah like even just thinking of myself the person that I was before I had a child and I think it comes with seeing him grow and seeing the stages of his life I can maybe empathize with I don't know with the feelings because you've watched because you've watched it you've watched it happen in your son it's like your maternal exactly like I'm not saying yeah I don't care about the kids but you know, exactly. if a child comes up to me and says, oh, I'm feeling a bit sick, I'll be like, oh, have some water and have some rest. You'll be right. You, on the other hand, you might be like, all right, well, I know this has happened before. This is A, B, C, D, E, F, G options that I'm going to take for you. See, I wouldn't have that. Exactly. Although I have yeah. and like, nieces and nephews and stuff, you know, but they're not, it's, I don't have a maternal instinct yet. Yeah. I'm not pregnant either, so don't yeah. say that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like when I have does. kids, it will like change, obviously, because, you yeah. know, becoming a mum, I've watched all my friends become mums and 
it doesn't completely change them, but it's just their whole thought process. Like you were saying, it's just like, yeah, it's all about you, you get mum guilt and that wasn't a thing that you had yeah. before. It's totally different. Exactly. But on the flip side too, I think there is, you know, that does come with challenges then because I think at a certain point you do need to, you do need to be able to not switch it off, but you know, it's my, it's in my nature to really like, and then obviously there's like professional boundaries and I'm not their mum. And so to find a balance of like wanting to, you know, what I would do with my child, obviously every family has, you know, different beliefs and stuff. So I don't know, it's just finding a balance to it, being able to, I don't know, switch off and. Yeah. yeah. Switch the mum mode off and switch the teacher mode. Yeah, on. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Because imagine if you come home and then you put the teacher mode on with your son, that'd be interesting. <laughs> I mean, I try it now, but <laughs> who's got their five L's? <laughs> Imagine him One, two, three. <laughs> oh yeah. my God. Um, if you could give any other mums who are considering a career change and um, want to go to uni again, would you give, what advice would you give them or what would you even tell them? Um, my best bit of advice is get organized. Yeah. I, <laughs> I am so, what's the word? I don't know, meticulous maybe? Is that a word? Yep, that's a word. <laughs> like, Let's go. At the start of every trimester, like if you could look at my wall right now, I have about 20 different kinds of planners. I've got my assessment planner. I've just like got the calendars, the dates, everything planned mm-hmm. out because if you are not organized, you will struggle. Mm-hmm. And this is what I say to people all the time because I have quite a you know few mums reach out to me like, I'm not coping and, you know, I think because teacher grant, even though I try to be authentic, you still only see, you know, the highlights. And there's times where I'm doing lectures, bawling my eyes out, stressed, thinking, why am I doing this? But, you know, keeping in into perspective the end goal, why you started, why you want to start and just stick to it. Just be organised. People say, you know, but I don't think I'm smart enough or I don't know if I could, you know, do this. But I just say to everyone, it's, Uni is not about being smart. If you're organized, you can do it. Just yep. stick to your timetables, make a schedule, plan everything out, set time aside for your family. And I think keep in the back of your mind that, you know, it's going to be hard, but yep. it's not forever. That's the only thing that keeps me going sometimes is this is not forever. Yeah, I love that so much. Yeah, me and my partner yeah. talk about it all the time because we're both studying at the moment and we both just, yeah. like, wow, wouldn't it be nice to just like come home on a weekend and not be like, oh, wait, we've both got assignments to do. We can't go yeah. and do this. Like, but it's yeah. only until the end of the year for us. Like it's temporary. Like it's going to be done. And exactly. If you think about it in the scheme of things of your lifetime, like you're going to be set up with a career and then your son's going to be able to grow up and be like, yeah, my mom's a teacher. And like it was exactly. like a stressful small time for you. But your son's all going to be like, oh, my God, my mum's a teacher. She did this while she had me. Like, it's crazy. Exactly. And because he's old enough to understand as well, I think that's what keeps me going too, that, like, I really want to instill in him that no matter what age you're at, you don't have, like, an expiry date. You get to this age and whatever you're doing in there, you're stuck. Like, at any moment in your life, if you're unhappy, you actually have the power to to change it and create a life that you are fulfilled in and, you know, excited and passionate about. Like just because I'm a mum, just because I'm 30 doesn't mean that I'm now, you know, stuck. I can still be in control of my own life and my own happiness outside of, you know, being a mum and a wife and 
Yeah. And being 30. Yeah. <laughs> and being 30. And I being it was 30. Be, you know, I kept saying, you know, 30, this is you. This is my year. And then, you know, this, the old spicy cough got me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you call the spicy cough. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Oh my God. That was amazing. Okay. Thank you so much, Kelly, for coming on. I'm so happy with that. We did this. Honestly, it's one of the topics that I feel like you would be the perfect person to speak to about and you've hit the nail on the head. I love it so much. So where can all the listeners find you on Instagram? So I am just at teaching Mrs. Howell. Awesome. I'll put that all in the show notes for you as well, guys. I'll pop it in there and there'll be a link for you to go and follow Kelly. Again, thank you so much, lovely. Thanks, Bridget. Bye, guys. Bye.